This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 418, Talking Trinkets and Toys in IELTS Part 1. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today, you'll get sample questions and native answers regarding IELTS speaking part one questions about keeping things from pictures to toys to souvenirs. Hey, Jessica, are you having technology problems like I am or is it just me? <laughs> you know, you know, I, I am not. But listeners, um, you know that like our life's work is online. We need, we rely on technology for everything. I'm sure you guys do too, yeah. listeners, right? Lindsay, do you want to talk about your problems? What's happening over there in Boston? No, I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. It's terrible. I don't know. I tried to get this router that was better than co the Comcast router. And now they're telling me that because I'm using a different router, it's not going to work anymore. I don't know. You know, I think sometimes I'm a little s skeptical of these big companies like Comcast oh, yeah. and Verizon. Totally. You know, very skeptical. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. It's just not working. It's <laughs> not working today. <laughs> I think, no, totally. I mean, there's always this paranoia that I think everyone has. Um, if yeah. you're dealing with a company that has a monopoly on something, right? Or just yes. any like name brand company where you don't have a lot of options besides them. In the States, guys, maybe this isn't true in your area, but um, we like it, in Portland, there are seriously only like two choices for internet service. And so they can do whatever they want. They can charge whatever they want they can in this case i seriously suspect like what if comcast charged you for like a new modem and then they're gonna charge mm. you to fix the problem it caused and right yeah. like they know what they're doing yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah and that's why I, I you know just a side note this new stuff that's in the news these days about net neutrality i don't know if you've heard anything yes, about that um I very have. scary very you know it's hard for us to know what the implications are going to be but i have a feeling it's going to make it harder to start new websites and for, you know, independent business owners to start their own businesses online. So yeah. I'm quite nervous about this, you know, when it comes to essentially giving Comcast control of the internet. Totally. <laughs> giving Verizon control of the internet. It's a very scary thought. So It is. Yeah. Know, we, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. guys, in the last episode, when we uh, encouraged you guys with that three-step activity for the culture of thinking, this is a story I would recommend looking up. Like, this is definitely mm. stuff that you could talk about on the IELTS exam. Um, and it's fascinating. Fascinating. Just look up net neutrality and like Google the news about it. Um, like, yeah. yeah. So Trump is rolling back all these like Obama policies that were like helping consumers. <laughs> in yeah, this case. yeah. There, yeah, there's a good video because it is kind of a, a confusing um, issue because yeah. there's a lot of weird terminology. If you guys, you know, I think you mentioned on a show a few weeks ago, John Oliver, that you like to watch him. Yeah. So he did a great episode on net neutrality. Oh, cool. uh, he's done two. He just recently released the new one, but he did one back in 2014, where at the end he called for people to make comments to the FCC. And, you know, they, wow. they brought in like three million comments and made awesome. a change. You know, they did make an impact. So 
There are two episodes. If you go to YouTube and type in John Oliver net neutrality, you guys can watch and you can form your own opinions. But I'm my eye is on this topic as a big importance for all ears English and for, you know, the future of the Internet. So we got to pay attention to this. Oh, fascinating. Um, Okay, let's (laughs) I feel like we've 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 dived into some heavy stuff. (laughs) Um, We did. We went heavy (laughs) yesterday and today. So, guys, we're going to lighten the mood here a little bit. We're going to talk about um, a type of speaking part one question that I know for a fact a lot of students have trouble with on test day. So we're going to give you some example questions about this uh, question, examples about this question type and tell you how we would address this, how we would respond. So um, the sort of general function, the general question is asking like, why do people keep things? And so this comes up in a bunch of different topic groups. Um, So number one, I'm going to ask you, Lindsay, why do people keep old photos? Mm, Well, so I think people keep old photos for the nostalgia aspect of it, right? So they like to sit down and touch the photos and reflect on them and, and, you know, get sent back to a different moment in time in their minds. I love that. So nostalgia sent back to a different moment in time. I love that. We could be like, we could also say like transported to the past, mm, right? Yeah. Um, reliving glory days. I like that idiom. <laughs> <laughs> glory days. I think that's a song. <laughs> it is, yeah. right? Like Bruce yeah. Springsteen, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Um, another d- really sort of difficult question that you might face, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this one. Uh, could be, why do people keep jewelry or like antique jewelry? Um, let's see. I would say, well, I think it's also the nostalgia factor. I think mm-hmm. more specifically, it's connection to, um, our ancestors or our like sort of recent relatives that have passed away. I know that I keep a necklace it's this cheap little sort of trinket, but it was something that my grandma had when she was growing up and it's been passed down into the family, um, through the family. And now I keep it as well. And it's, you know, it's nothing related to money. As I said, like it's a cheap little trinket when you look at it, but it holds so much importance and, uh, sort of the memory of my grandmother. So yeah, that's why people keep that. Hello, IELTS Energy listeners. If you would like all the secrets and advice and strategies for how to get a nine on the speaking exam, just like our recent Three Keys student did, check out the course available now. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. I love that. I love how you added in the story, the personal story. You made it real. And that's something we definitely recommend, right, on the speaking test to bring in your own stories, bring in your own personal ideas. Yeah. Well, I did a video lesson about that, actually. So this is an IELTS energy strategy, you guys, going mm. personal. Um, I will link to that video lesson in the blog for this episode. This is episode 418. If you come back to the blog, you can get that video lesson as well. Um, okay, let's see. Nice. So I'm going to ask you another one. This could be in the uh, travel topic group in speaking part one. Why do people buy and keep souvenirs? Hmm. 
Well, it's similar to the to the picture question. I think when people travel, they go on a voyage, they want to bring back a piece of that country back into their daily lives so that when they come back into their home, they can place a souvenir like a, let's say, a rug from um, Morocco or something. They can place it on their wall and they can look at it and they can um, kind of envision their experience. They can always have a piece of their experience in their home. So I think that's probably why people like to bring souvenirs back home. Oh, lovely. I, it's funny. Like I, I wouldn't have tackled that the same way. Like if I think of souvenirs, um, I think of like, I, like the vocab I said before, like cheap little trinkets. I sort of, Mm. you know, like little plastic Eiffel towers. (laughs) Oh, interesting. You're thinking of like the, the cheesy souvenirs, right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Which those are the ones that, you know, that I think if you've traveled a lot, you don't like those. Like nobody keeps those anymore. Right. (laughs) Souvenir shops, right? You see those around like uh, the Empire State Building, little souvenir shops with postcards and yeah, cheap plastic things. Yeah. No, I was thinking more about like the cool stuff, like the, yeah, the rugs or the clothing. The real things. Yeah. Yeah. You know what (laughs) is fun though, as far as cheesy souvenirs go? I don't know if this happens in other countries. Listeners, I'd be interested if you can comment on this episode if you have this, but in the States, like at a lot of uh, tourist sites, they have these machines where you put in a penny and you roll it through the machine and it comes out with like a a stamped picture of the place you're at. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I've seen those, but I've never tried it before. That's cool. <laughs> I started it with James because it's at the OMSI uh, Science Museum here. So we got one there and then we got one in San Francisco at Fisherman's Wharf. And this is going to be like a like a thing yeah. we're going to do whenever we see <laughs> these penny machines. So yeah, that's awesome. I like that. <laughs> um, okay, let's do one last one. Um, let's see. So what if I am asked, um, why do people, uh, keep toys from their childhood, even if they're adults? And I would say, um, let's see. Well, honestly, this is kind of tough for me because I didn't keep anything from growing up because I moved Mm. so much as an adult. I could not lug this massive, massive amount of memorabilia with me. Um, Mm. But if I had stayed in the States, I'm sure I would have kept some of my favorite childhood toys simply just to pass them on to my children, right? I think Mm -hmm. why else would people keep those? I think that's the only reason. Yeah, <laughs> I like the vocabulary you use there. I mean, that and and the personal ex- and I just forgot the vocabulary word that you used, but you used a good one. I, what was I it? Remember memorabilia. The it was tough to say. Massive amount of memorabilia. That's like a tongue twister. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's quite a phrase. Yeah, I love. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic phrase. Love it. So, guys, this is definitely one of those episodes that you need to take notes on because there are so many interesting vocab words and phrases and. The specific examples that we gave in our sample part one answers, these are all tools that you guys could bring into your own IELTS preparation. So definitely listen a couple times, take notes. You could also mimic our answers to improve your pronunciation um, and then use these sample questions to practice your own answers. 
You got it. There's so much that you can do with these episodes, guys. So really, you know, take advantage of them. Go back, listen again, take notes and, you know, just take advantage of this. And then when you're ready to go deeper in a step-by-step format, jump into our course at allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. There you go. Fantastic. (laughs) All right. Very good. Very good. See you back here next time, Jessica. All right. I'll see you tomorrow, Lindsay. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.